You bet it is time to go. 7.05 Wednesday night edition of the Employment Hour. We are ready to uh, to rock, and I know you are as well. Your phone calls, questions, it's uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, 1-888-225-TALK, toll free. If you prefer, help at employmentlawyer.ca as well through email. Lots of stuff to get through uh, tonight, my friend. And, of course, the phone call is always top priority. So if you had any questions, you're wondering about uh, your rights, as far as that's concerned, bring them on. We'd love to talk to you and uh, and get it happening. So uh, what's going on in your world with the week that was? Well, John, as always, uh, glad to, to be here. And, and as always, the week that was, the week that is, has been a busy one with me. And uh, I've been able to answer a lot of questions, as I always do, and very happy about that. So keep them coming this show. You know, Take advantage of the fact that uh, John and I are here to, to answer questions, to hopefully inform and educate you about your, uh, work pra- your workplace rights and make sure that whatever workplace issue you're facing is not there anymore tomorrow or next week we get it resolved or at least you have a plan of action so maybe you didn't have a bad day a good day today maybe your boss did something or said something or you're worried about the security of your position or maybe you're not getting paid what you're supposed to get paid not a problem call us right now let's talk about that and and hopefully solve that problem but if you don't want to call the show, if you want to just talk privately, not a problem at, at all. We'll give you my contact information throughout the show so that you can do what so many others have done and just reach out to me and discuss it directly. But back to our business. Week there was. A couple situations that came across my desk very recently. First one I'll tell you about. I spoke with a, a lady who had been in a car accident uh, some months ago, and uh, unfortunately, and got better slowly but surely and was able to come back to work. But... Uh, she is dealing still with some some hip issues and some back issues, and because of that, she needed modified duties. Well, the company said fine, and for the past uh, three months, she's been getting modified duties, and and she's been fine. She's been working. She's been productive, working full time hours, and and you know was hoping that for the next few months she can continue do, doing that, and then hopefully slowly she won't need that anymore. Well, except uh, yesterday she gets called into a meeting and and she's told. Well, we're sending you home. We can no longer accommodate you. It's too difficult now. They even use the words undue hardship. In other words, it's too hard to accommodate you. So go home and come back when when you don't need accommodation anymore. Well, she called me and she listened to the show and she knew this is probably not right. And of course it's not right. Let's start with the idea that a company has a very strict duty to accommodate. They have to provide accommodation Certainly, if there's a medical condition or a medical limitation, they have to provide that accommodation, modified duties, modified hours, what have you. They have to. Beyond that, if it's too difficult, only when it's really, really difficult can they say, no, no, we don't have to do that. The problem here, John, is they've been accommodating her for a few months. They can't just one day say, now it's becoming too difficult. Well, what has changed? It, it's not credible. It doesn't make any sense. So what happened here is this is a company that probably decided we just don't want to continue accommodating. It's it's not something we want to do. Well, that's a human rights violation. It's illegal. And beyond that, the fact that they are sending her home instead of giving her work, that's a termination. So she's owed severance. She's owed human rights damages. And I wanted to remind our listeners, if you need accommodation, the company has to accommodate. It's going to be very rare where the company is able to legally say, no, no, we don't need to accommodate. This is too much. If your company won't accommodate, won't cooperate, won't give you work when you you have a medical condition, 
call me. Let's talk about that. Let's let me either give them a bit of a kick in the pants or get you out of there with compensation and damages. Uh, the law is not going to look kindly on an employer that doesn't accommodate. Week that was more of that coming up as always four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell one triple eight two two five talk that is toll free want to bounce over to a call an early one here John right off the hop you're the first guy of the evening how are you I'm well thank you good what's uh, what's on your mind so from an employer's perspective as no. you go through the progressive discipline scenario. You sometimes get to the point where you need to suspend somebody uh, without pay. And I'm told that that is effectively a constructive dismissal. And I'd just like to know if that's right or wrong. That is absolutely right. Generally speaking, you do not have a right to suspend employees without pay. Now, the only time you would have that right generally is if you have an employment agreement with the employee that gives you that right. So if the, if the employee signed an employment agreement that says, you know, we have a right to suspend you without pay, then yes, you have a right. Otherwise, the employee may choose to treat that suspension as a constructive dismissal. If, if uh, there's a reason, you can suspend with pay, but generally a suspension without pay is, is a constructive dismissal. So you're taking a risk by doing that. Because suspending somebody with pay clearly is not a particularly you know, useful process. So it seems to hand the hamstrung the employer in this regard. It, it, it does to an extent, and I understand, and I've had employers uh, say that to me before. I don't disagree, but that's the state of the law. And, and one thing then to consider is to have an employment agreement that addresses that, uh, that, you know, that, that says that, you know, in, in extreme situations where it's warranted, we have the right to discipline, uh, including a suspension without pay. And if your agreement says that, then you can do it. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind maybe moving forward when you hire employees uh, to have that language in the agreement. And if you need help drafting that, let me know. I'm happy to help you. Okay, great. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Appreciate that, uh, John. And if you want to follow up anytime, uh, that's simple. one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 and it is help at uh, employmentlawyer.ca to uh, to reach out through email as well just get another call uh happening here and soon to be uh, soon to be on the air in the meantime second case of uh week that was what do you got going on john i spoke with uh, another lady who had worked for a small organization in an administrative position for many right. years well uh unfortunately the company was struggling financially and the way they've dealt with that is by giving more work to this lady, you know, letting other people go and giving more and more work to this lady. Now, it was all tasks that are within her job scope, but there's just a lot more of them. She was right. essentially doing the job of two people, maybe two and a half people, and she was working longer hours and longer hours, uh, and it was intense. She'd have to come in uh, and, and catch up on the weekend, and, you know, she was the good soldier, and she did that, And but things got to the point where she now had to go on a medical leave because of, of stress. She couldn't take it anymore. She broke down, and she's on a medical leave, and someone told her, you, you got to call Lior because this is not a healthy situation. Well, it's not, and it's not a healthy situation, but it's also not a legal situation. Her job changed. She had a job. Now her job doubled. Obviously, she wasn't getting paid anymore. Well, whenever we're talking about a change to your job, the words constructive dismissal should come to mind. This is a constructive dismissal. She was not demoted. She was not moved or relocated. She wasn't given new tasks. She was just given more tasks. 
But the net result was her job changed. The job that she had when she was hired was no longer the job that she was doing right now. So if your employer gives you a lot more tasks, if they now make you work that much more than you should be working because of their own reasons, that could be a constructive dismissal. That could be illegal. And if that's what happens, you may have the ability uh, to leave with severance, which is exactly what this lady is going to be doing. 416-870-6400-640 on your cell. Lines are wide open tonight for your phone calls. Love hearing from you. one 225 talk That is absolutely toll-free for the remainder of the show, of course. Dan, thanks for hanging on for a couple minutes. Fella, good evening. How are you? Not too bad yourself. Good. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Okay, I'm calling on behalf of my daughter. Two weeks ago, she got hired as a driver at a parts company, delivering parts and all that. Yesterday, they came to her and said to her that uh, we'd like to put you in a warehouse now. She tried it. She said, no, I don't want that. I'm not interested in that. Again today, they said, well, how about if you do half day in the warehouse, half day is driving? She basically said no again. Now, it seems like they're forcing her to go into the warehouse. And at the same time, she just learned that the guy in the parts department is getting paid more than the delivery driver. So now they just want to pay her as a delivery driver. What's what's the uh, what's the recourse that she that she can uh, you know? Now, how long has she been there uh, uh, since she started, Dan? How long has it been? Yeah, it's going to be two weeks. Two weeks. So so here's the thing. Here's the problem. The the the, the, the short answer is they're not allowed to do that. They're not allowed to change her, her job. If she if they hired her as a driver, they can't now say, well, now you're going to be something other than a driver. Uh, As I was just saying before, this could easily be a constructive dismissal in that if they force the issue, one of the remedies that she has or or the main remedy is to say, no, I'm leaving and making you pay me severance. The problem with that is because she's only been there for two weeks, it's going to be very, very limited, right? And, And because she's been there for two weeks, she may be owed a few days pay, but that's it. So it's yeah. not something that is going to be significant because she's been there for so, such a short period of time. So the best advice is to try to negotiate with the company. Okay. Try to agree to something that makes sense. Perhaps you say, I'll, I'll do that, but you've got to pay me more for the hours that I'm in, I'm, I'm in the warehouse, and, and maybe they can agree to do that. Ultimately, okay. the best advice is to come to an agreement that she and the company can live with because the, the legal options here are not going to be great, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Um, there was another thing is that they made her sign a contract, and it's, yeah, it was saying that uh, she's part-time, but they're giving, they want her to work full-time hours. Is that another part where you can negotiate on that? Well, I mean, as long as she get she gets paid for the hours that she works, and and she's then then that's fine. I mean, the title doesn't really matter. What really matters is whether or not she gets paid. They can't you know, say that you, we'll pay you for ten hours, but she's going to work for thirty hours. But if they're paying her for the full time hours, then that's okay. Okay. Uh, the, you know, the title, whether they call her full time part time, it doesn't really matter so long as she as she gets paid for her time. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Dan, we really appreciate the call and your time as well. In that case, you know, she's been there two weeks. It's been a very short time. Now she's she's going back and forth doing both. She's not liking it. She doesn't want to do it. How long can she keep that up without saying anything and having deemed accepted it? You know, given how short a time she's been there, we're talking about yeah. a few days. 
Yeah. You know, if she does it for for a few days, she's going to be deemed to have accepted it. But the problem with not accepting it and pursuing a constructive dismissal is that her entitlements are going to be very limited. That's the problem, you know, with that type of a situation. I think the best thing she could do is is work out an arrangement that she can live with, maybe limiting her hours in the warehouse, getting mm-hmm. paid for it. It's probably better than thinking about a constructive dismissal. And like if they, if, you know, if they won't budge, and it's only been two weeks. It's not a high level, you know, executive job. Bail, get something else, right? Because it might not be worth the heartache in the long it run. It might not be worth yeah. it. And you know, economy is good right now, uh, and and unemployment rate is low. She should be able to find another position. So hopefully, uh, that that works out. We got lots of stuff to uh, talk about tonight as we go into our first break. Everything you need to know about wrongful dismissal that is on the way. More your phone calls as well. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. This is it, Employment Hour, Wednesday night edition right here, Global News Radio. You betcha, Monday night, Wednesday night, weekend shows, Employment Hour in 30 on Global TV and CTV. That is on your weekend morning, so make sure you look for that and uh, check that as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. We'll get right back to our most important part of the evening. That is our callers and listeners. Chris, thanks for hanging on, fella. Good evening. How are you guys doing? Good, pal. What's, uh, What's on your mind? Here's my question. My wife's been working for a uh, hair place forever. It's all over 25 years now. Uh, what bothers me is that she's getting older now, but he tells her to stay home every so often when he doesn't have any clients. So when he does have clients, he books her extra hours. But then when he doesn't get busy, he'll say, hey, stay home. And he does that so often that, you know, you need a regular paycheck. Is that fair to be telling someone to stay home when they require the full five days a week? No, it's not fair, and that's not fair at all. And, and and if this is something, if this has had just happened, and you said that you know very recently he started doing that, I could have told you it's not just fair; it's also illegal, hmm. in the sense that it, it could easily be a constructive dismissal. He's changing the terms of employment. But it seems to me, uh, just from what you were saying, is that this has been happening for a while. He's been doing this for a while, so. Because he's been doing this for a while, if that's the case, and and she's accepted it for lack of a better term, it's it's become her new reality. The new reality being that if he's not busy, he tells her to stay home. So even though he didn't have a right to do it to begin with, by doing it and by by your your wife essentially allowing it to happen, it's now become a term of employment. So that's the concern. That's why I always say when your your boss starts changing your job, changing the term, terms of employment. You have to do something about it right away, or you're going to find yourself that you're stuck. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It doesn't seem fair, but you're right. No, it's not fair. I I agree. And, you know, it's not fair at all. And perhaps she can can talk to him and and come up with with some solution to it. But from a legal standpoint, how long has this been going on? How long has her employer been doing this? Oh, for over 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's – see, that's, that's the problem. It's it's because it's now some it's a regular thing now right so it's a term of employment so because of that she's she's accepted it now even though she's unhappy with it and because she's accepted it there's not much that can be done. Okay, well, thank you so much for letting me know that. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate the call. You need to have some more assistance moving forward. Now one eight five five eight two one. 5,900. That's the, that's the way it works. Everything you need to know about uh, wrongful dismissal. Now, before we talk about what a wrongful dismissal is, why don't you tell us what it isn't? So, John, when, when people call me uh, when they lose their job, it's it's usually because they're upset about losing their job. It's because they feel that they weren't treated properly. Why did I lose my job? I didn't do anything wrong. Someone else maybe should have lost, lost their job. or uh, It's just not fair. And I agree, it's not fair. 
And people, when they think it's unfair, they call that a wrongful dismissal. They say, well, I've been wrongfully dismissed. Well, that unfortunately is not a wrongful dismissal. It's not a wrongful dismissal because your employer is allowed to let you go at any time and pretty mm -hmm. much for any reason as long as you get paid your severance. So it's not a wrongful dismissal if the company doesn't have a good reason or their reason is wrong or they're being unreasonable or unfair. That is actually legal. It's probably unfair, but it is legal. So a wrongful dismissal is not a situation where you are let go uh, for bad reason. A wrongful dismissal is a situation where you're let go without proper severance. So we know what isn't, so explain exactly what is a wrongful dismissal. Give me more details on that. So we know that an employer can let you go, but yeah. an employer letting you go has to pay your full severance, and it's not a week per year or, or anything like silly like that. It's much more than that. A wrongful dismissal happens when your employer does not pay that, and guess what? 90-plus mm -hmm. percent of people, when they're let go, regardless of the reason, are not offered proper severance, which means over 90% of people, when they're let go, are actually wrongfully dismissed. Yeah. So most people, most people, when they're let go, they may have uh, an employer that they think is good, and their employer may have the best intentions, but they're still wrongfully dismissed. So if you're let go without proper severance or no severance, the only time the company can let you go without any severance is if you did something awful. And if you didn't, and you still are let go without severance, again, that is a wrongful dismissal. So it does come down to compensation. That's why I spend so much time on this show talking about severance, because ultimately, from a legal standpoint, it's what matters. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how people think about that, and they automatically think it's a wrongful dismissal, but there's, there's, there's more proof in the pudding that, isn't there? Not every time it is, and it does come down to... Uh, to the money. So if someone's still listening going, you know, I'm still not sure this may be me. How do they know? What's the, what's the bulletproof way to, to know if they've been wrongfully dismissed? Well, John, because as I said, over 90% of people are uh, wrongfully dismissed. Over 90% of people are owed much more when they are let go. Well, if you're let go, you should pretty much be assume that you've been wrongfully dismissed. So yeah. how do you know if you've been wrongfully dismissed? Well, if you're staring at the termination letter, you've probably been wrongfully dismissed. But the easiest way to know for sure is obviously to get legal advice. You can always call me and I can uh, look at your situation and tell you what you're owed and if you're owed more. Or you can do it yourself. You go to severancepaycalculator.com and the severance pay calculator, I could have, could have also called it the wrongful dismissal calculator. Because <laughs> if you use a severance pay calculator and the result is yes, you're owed more, well then you've been wrongfully dismissed. So you, you can grab your phone anytime, go to severancepaycalculator.com, answer three questions there, take seconds, it's anonymous and free, and you'll know if you've been let go, or you can always call or email me uh, just as easily. We'll get to uh, another call here, 416-870-6400, star 640 on Sal Jerry. Good evening. Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Um, I listen to your show regularly, and I've heard the term, you know, call or email. don't mess with... Uh, the baby don't mama. mess with mama. Don't mess yeah. with mama, for sure. Okay. So we had an incident where we hired a lady in the office. Uh, she worked for us for about three months. She then gave us notice that she was pregnant. Um, so she's carried on. She's on maternity leave now for probably probably about half her maternity leave. <clears throat> she was not a good employee, but once we knew that she was pregnant, we knew we couldn't let go of her because of the show. Right. Uh, so assuming she wants to come back in you know, that year, year and a half time frame. Um, one, we don't want her back. So at that point, we did hire with a proper legal contract, very, 
where basically it's one week per year. Um, so if or when she wants to come back, at that point she would likely be probably around that two or two and a quarter year employee. So can I then just say thank you for not taking it back and pay her for her three weeks severance? No, and and here's why. I mean, I'll I'll I believe you 100% when you say that she wasn't a good employee, and we're if we want to let her go, nothing to do with her maternity leave. But think about how this looks. She goes on maternity a maternity leave. She comes back and she gets let go. It looks like uh, you're letting her go because of that. I understand that's not what you're doing, but it looks like it, and the fact that it looks like it is a huge problem for you. It creates significant liability. It could be a, a breach of the Employment Standards Act, of the Human Rights Code. It, it's a big deal. So I would not recommend that. What I would recommend instead, to, to take the safer route and to bring her back, let her work for a period of time, distance yourself from the maternity leave, and then if you still want to let her go, let her go then. So have her come back for a few months. Uh, and, and then let her go because otherwise you are taking a risk you are really taking a risk even though your intentions may be fine and, and you are not doing this because of the maternity leave the timing is so bad that you're not going to you, you, you may not be able to get away with it okay even if we were paying her by the contract that she absolutely got. that has nothing to do with with uh, how much severance she's owed how much notice she's owed mm -hmm. it's the fact yeah. that you it looks like you're letting her go because of the maternity leave that contract is not going to help you in any way or any which way okay would you say a three to four months is a safe let her come back for three to four months and then say thank you very much yeah i i wouldn't do less than three months three months plus you know is you're getting in the right range if you could do 60 or even better but yeah if you could do a four months i i it certainly is it's better it's a heck of a lot better uh from a timing standpoint to do it that way then on her first day to say you're gone so yeah if you could do that you're protecting yourself uh much much better Jerry, appreciate the call. Yeah, the optics just look bad on that one, even though it's uh, you know legitimate, nothing, nothing malicious, right? But uh, but there you go. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell, or if you prefer, one triple eight two two five. Talk that is toll free. Vince, uh, you're up next, pal. How are you? Good guys. How are you doing? Good man. What's uh, what's going on with you? Uh, I just had a quick question about uh, equal work, equal pay. I work for a fairly large municipality. Uh, I've been part time for over five years. And uh, as part-time, we do the same work as the full-timers, like we work hand-in-hand hand with them. And we get paid significantly less than the full-timers do. Now, is this a unionized uh, position? No, it's not. Okay, so, the, so there's no union. So generally speaking, uh, well, the, 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 the previous uh, liberal government had introduced legislation that would have made what you've described illegal. Well, that that has actually been eliminated by the, the by the current conservative government, and because of that, the company, strictly speaking, is allowed to do that. It's not fair, okay? It's not right, and it's and it's not good business. But legally speaking, they can do that. This would have been illegal some months ago, but uh, the conservative government got rid of that law, and now. Strictly speaking, as long as it's not discriminatory, they're not saying that you know, women are treated differently than men, or you know people with medical conditions are treated better than people without medical conditions, they can pay full-time and part-time employees different rates without it being illegal. Okay, so I should have jumped on this a few months ago then. 
That's right. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that time, you may have been able to do something. Uh, the law has changed, and, uh, you know, uh, t talk to your MPP. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Vince, appreciate, uh, appreciate the call. Uh, thanks a lot. 416-870-6400, uh, star 640 on sale. Plenty of time for you to call and ask your questions as well. Mohammed, thanks for hanging on the line. Good evening. Good evening. I have uh, two questions. Sure. Uh, for both for my friend. Uh, first one is regarding uh, uh, my friend gave resignation letter, mm -hmm. and then uh, place he was going, uh, they said they cannot hire him because he he's a truck driver. They won't approve his insurance. The insurance won't give him because he has a speeding ticket. So then uh, he decided to send another letter to cancel his resignation letter, but the employee denied and saying because you got a license for truck, you're gonna quit in six months or a year anyway. So we're not going to accept your cancellation letter. Is that allowed? Uh, how long was it before he canceled? How how long was it between the letter of resignation and the cancellation? About two or three days, max. So you know, in, in this that situ situation, if they haven't actually relied, listen, if they relied on it and maybe they made other arrangements, then then he can't take it back. But if they haven't. Uh, because it was such a short uh, period of time, he may be able to take it back. And if they won't let him, that may become a termination. So okay. it, it really comes down to what have they done in the meantime. If they found another driver or assigned his shift to someone else, then, then it may be too late to do something about it. If they haven't, then there may be something to do here. So to be safe, I'd have him give me, give me a call. Let me talk to him and find out more a bit about him, about the company. Uh, and, but he can't wait on this. He, he should do that as soon as possible. I see. Yeah, that was about uh, two weeks, two, three weeks ago. So okay. that's, I think, still time frame, right? Yeah, he should definitely call me as soon as possible. Okay, and I have a second question regarding a parental leave. Mm -hmm. um, so this uh, friend, he well, he went on parental He was employed for like five or six months and uh, went on parental leave for about eight months, came back. A week later, they let him go. And uh, yeah. they basically said, uh, we're going to give you two weeks of pay. And if you sign this paper, which you're basically giving that you're not gonna you're not gonna sue us or anything, yes, we'll give you three weeks. Uh, I'm not sure if he signed it or not, but uh, like within a week they let him go. So, how, do you know how long he worked there for? So initially he was there for about five to six months. Five six months, then he went off for eight months or yeah. so, and then he came yeah, back. Yeah, he okay. was a, yeah he was a good employee. He improved the process, and uh, it was like there was no problems. It's just that. He ran on a parental leave and come and say, you know what, we survive without you. Maybe we don't need you. So right. we just let him go right after like a week. Uh, so this is exactly what I was talking to our, our previous caller about, uh, the fact that regardless of their intention, it definitely looks like they let him go because he took the paternal leave, parental leave, and and, and yeah. that is illegal. They cannot do that. That's a breach of at least two statutes. It's it's illegal. Uh, so so right off the bat, it's it's something that could potentially mean that he's owed damages. And beyond that, even if it was a legal termination, he's still going to be owed more than three weeks' pay. He could be owed a few months' pay. So the problem is this: if he in fact signed that paper, then Everything I just told you doesn't matter because he, he's not going to be able to do anything about it. If okay. he did not sign that paper, he should call me right away. He could be owed a few months' pay. He could also be owed human rights damages. So, yeah, it, it's, it's illegal what they've done. I just hope uh, that he, di he didn't sign anything. Yeah, I hope too. 
Brahmid, uh, appreciate the call. Have him uh, call Lior, at least if there's any more uh, discrepancy. one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca is also a, uh, a good way to go. Moving on to Sandra. Hey, Sandra, good evening. Hi, good evening. Um, my question is, how is it I can be working at a, it's a fruit canning plant? I won't tell you who. But I can be working through a temp agency and earn minimum wage. And the person right next to me is a union person, I believe, and is earning $10 an hour more plus benefits. And then after two months, two weeks, I'm told I'm not needed for another three weeks. How does that work? Like, how is that... Uh, number one, ethical and well, whatever, but legal. So let's start talking about the the difference in in wages. You know, I, I was telling a, a previous caller tonight that an employer now generally is allowed to pay people doing you know different job or the same job, paying them differently. Again, as long as they're not being discriminatory. Uh, this would have been illegal, uh, said under the previous liberal government, they introduced legislation that made it illegal, but now the, the, the conservative government, government changed that. So because of that, unfortunately, it is legal. I, I agree with you on the ethics of, of it. I also think it's, it's bad business. I don't think it's, it's, uh, it makes for a healthy business to do that. But regardless of that, it is actually legal to say you get paid this amount and those guys get paid the other amount. And as long as they pay you at least minimum wage, you know, the law essentially stays out of it. Now, the, right. the other thing that you said is, you know, if you work for a few months and they say, now we don't need you, well, believe it or not, you may be owed severance at that point, even if you're working through a temp agency. So, you know, if you work for a few months, you could be owed a few months pay. So don't assume that just because you work through a temp agency or, or you're working uh, for only a short period of time that you're not owed something. If you had a job and now you're not working on that job, then you should reach out to me. Let's talk off air because you could be owed some compensation. You could be owed some severance, even if it's a minimum wage type job. Well, can I ask another question? Sure. Um, why is there uh, no political will to say, listen, you're hiring 50 people a day through a temp agency, and this has been going on. I've been in Hamilton. I'm from Hamilton, and this has been going on for about 20 years. That doesn't Isn't there some kind of a concept of, you know what, you seem to need 50 people a day, every day, for the last 20 years. Maybe you don't need, quote, temps. I mean, I get it. A temp is easier to get rid of. But what you're suggesting right now is that, quote, temps, and I hate that term, um, but they're actually entitled? Yeah. A, a temp is not easier to get rid of. It's actually not. It, it, it's not true. It, you know, a regular employee and a temp employee are, are going to be owed the same amount if they lost their job because it's based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So the fact that you have the title of a temp doesn't change your legal entitlements if you lost that job, okay? So that that's a, a big misconception that many people have. So no, I, I'm telling you right now that if you lost your job, if you were a temp, the fact that you were quote-unquote on temp doesn't mean you don't get something. You, you, you absolutely do. 
It's interesting. A lot of people wouldn't know that, uh, you know, that uh, until uh, Sandra actually brought it up. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Uh, Sylvia, thanks for hanging on. Good evening. How are you? Hi, well, thank you. Great. What's uh, what's your concern? Yeah, so I just wanted to clarify something that was mentioned um, about 10 minutes ago. Um, Lior, you had mentioned that um, when it comes to um, wrongful dismissal or trying to define wrongful dismissal, that it's really whether or not you are given severance or not. But I was always under the impression that wrongful dismissal can always can also be when somebody is um, constructively dismissed or if they're dismissed but it violates, you know, one of the or it falls under one of the discriminatory categories. Um, so I'm just wondering if you could clarify that. So, so a, a wrongful dismissal always is about severance. Now, constructive dismissal is a type of wrongful dismissal in that your employer acted in a way that essentially results in the termination of your employment and you didn't get severance. So if your employer constructively dismissed you by reducing your pay but paid you severance, it would no longer be a, a wrongful dismissal because you would have gotten the severance that you owed. So a constructive dismissal is a type of, of wrongful dismissal, and, and the, the remedy for a constructive dismissal is to make the employer pay you the severance that they should have paid you. Now, in terms of uh, discrimination, if your employer lets you go for a discriminatory reason, that's a human rights violation. So they, you may not be wrongfully dismissed in that they may let you go for a discriminatory reason and pay you the severance that they owe you, which means it's still a human rights violation and you may be owed human rights damages, but it's not a wrongful dismissal. So if you're let go because for illegal reasons, it's still not a wrongful dismissal. It may be a different type of issue. A wrongful dismissal is always a situation where you're let go and did not get paid either any severance or, or enough severance. Okay, okay. So the wrongful dismissal and that human rights violation. Okay. Exactly. You got it. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sylvia, for actually calling and clarifying that because uh, a lot of people probably had that same question as well. We've got smart callers on the show, man. I'm telling Always. you, listeners are top-notch. Uh, Alex, thanks for hanging on. Good evening. Oh, hi. How are you? Good. I just have a question regarding uh, contract. Uh, the, I work for this company. They've been around for a while, but now I've been working for the company for about five years. Now they are basically having a new contract, basically, for everyone to sign. Mm. It's a... Uh, uh, the independent contract agreement. So again, uh, basically, in it there is uh, different sections in terms of like no entitlement to ESA or common law notice, or uh, basically, you're uh, they can uh, let you go within a two week period giving you notice. So I think uh, I've been listening to the show. So basically, you don't I don't have to sign this. Yeah, so boy. So, Alex, let, let me understand. So, you said you've been there for about five years. Am I right? Yes. For those five years, were you an employee or an independent contractor? No, uh, in the eyes of the law, I'm, I'm an employee. But they treated you for five years as an independent contractor? Yes, yes. And now they just want you to sign a new contract? Yes. So, you're absolutely right that, that if you've been there for five years, it's very, very likely that in the eyes of the law, you are an employee and you've been an employee the, uh, the whole time you were there. Now, I absolutely would not, the, here's the thing, 
if you're an employee and you sign a contract that says you're an independent contractor, it probably doesn't matter. It's like, you know, signing a contract to buy a car, but you really bought a motorcycle. It doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. But without, even with that being said, with that being said, I would not sign a new contract because there could still be terms in there that are problematic for you. So you, you can and you should say thanks, but no thanks. If they decide to let you go as a result, you would be owed severance like an employee. Uh, and after five years, depending on your age and position, that could be six months, that could be eight months, that could be more potentially even. So uh, it's it's important that you don't sign something that gives up your entitlements. And if you're not sure what it does, what it says, you can send it to me. I'll be happy to review it and okay. tell you what it actually does. Okay. There's one more question. There's uh, nothing in it in terms of like consideration too. So if I'm signing this contract, there's basically they're not providing me anything in terms of like uh, good. signing that's good or... but, but still <laughs> yeah. still i would oh, yeah, not sign up. something so that later you can say it's not enforceable it's not a good idea if if it's not something yeah. that you're comfortable with you should not sign it you're right that it may not be legally enforceable but that's not a reason to sign it because it's not a it's not a fight you want to have later on to say well i never got any consideration the best advice is if it's not something you're comfortable with simply do not sign it Okay, so I can take some bits and parts of it out. So just saying, like, if you can take off the no entitlement, the common law, then I'll sign it if you... Well, I'll be more than happy to take a look okay, at it and let sure. you know what should no be problem. taken out and, and, and how okay, it should I be done. Do that, basically. Okay. And, and, and until okay. you do that, do not sign. Okay, thank you. Alex, thanks, pal. And here's the uh, number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Listen to Alex making the point. This guy's going for my job. He knows it all. <laughs> Alex, call me. We, we, we're yeah. hiring. <laughs> Consideration, all this yeah. stuff about the contract. All right, settle down there, big fella. Uh, lots uh, still to go here. we got a few minutes. We'll get back into our conversation about uh, wrongful dismissal. Um, you know, uh, Sylvia talked about it. She she heard what you said about 10 minutes ago. So how common are wrongful dismissals in the workplace? It is extremely common. Most people, are when they're let go, are wrongfully dismissed. Uh, it, it happens for, for two reasons. Yep. Either the company that's letting go of the employee hopes that the employee is not going to know their rights, so they offer a lot less. Or in some situations, the company itself may not know or appreciate how much they owe the person. So the net result, the net effect is that most people are in fact wrongfully dismissed, but it's up to the individual to make sure that they get what they're owed. You cannot count on your employer doing that. You have to protect your rights. You have to stand up for those rights. And, and, and if you do that, then you'll be fine. And that is it for another show. Back in the weekends and Employment Hour at 30 happens on Global TV and CTV. You want to reach out another done, one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com or help at employmentlawyer.ca. Stick around. Lots of good stuff still on the way. On Point with Alex Pearson returns right here. Global News Radio.